Hello, everyone at home. Welcome back. Episode 152 of FLA Exposure. Super excited for this episode. It's a guy I've been chatting to for quite a long time here. Uh, a very competitive athlete on the East Coast, a Canadian uh, Canada Games wrestler. And obviously now he's training with a lot 36 over there with Matt McGrath and uh, Stratford PEI, but uh, also known as uh, a very well-known uh, Canadian country music singer in Canada and uh, a winner of several awards. And uh, I love people like this who are, you know, really, really competitive in martial arts, but they have a, obviously a really great talent outside the gym. So uh, I'm super excited to have Mr. Ben Chase join us today. Um, before we get going, I... I haven't done a podcast. I've done two and probably like, I don't know, the last month or two. So I'm a little bit rough. So my apologies on the, on the structure of how this uh, goes today, but it's uh, sponsored by our good friends, beat it sport, beat it sport. Uh, it's 400 milligrams nitrates in every single shot. Really good for the heart. Um, we have samples. So we're going to try to start getting them out to a lot of our people that come on the podcast just so they can try it. And uh, yeah, anyway, go check them out. Beat it canada.ca use code fla10 and uh yeah try it out let's get going ben chase is waiting to come on as i said uh he's a candid games wrestler trains with matt mcgrath over in pei and uh, a very well-known canadian uh, country music singer and uh just getting better and better uh growing both inside and outside the gym and really excited to talk to him let's do it ben how are you hey man how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, thanks again for your patience. Uh, we've tried to line this up a couple times, man, so I appreciate it. Yeah, life gets busy a bit, but I'm glad uh, Glad we got some time to sit down here. Yes, yes. Well, I, I, I again, I do appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, as you can tell with the guitars in the background. And we were talking before we got on here about uh, training a lot. Let's. I guess we'll get ready. Like I like to start with everybody on this podcast. We're obviously a, we're a fight promotion. We do grappling events, MMA events, whatever. And I'm always interested how people got involved in martial arts or or like in your case wrestling as a, a young kid. How'd you start in the Totally, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, it all started with me. Was uh like my wrestling experience kind of started when I was really young. Just like elementary school wrestling was like. I was never a, a particularly big dude. Like I was never really uh, tall or anything. Um, so I love the idea of wrestling because there's weight classes and it was just mm. like against people my size. Um, and then I excelled really quickly at it. Um, I quickly became like the provincial champion. Then, uh, and then I was just like, I played hockey, but, and, uh, and uh, stuff like that. But I was like, I want to be more competitive and my body just wasn't going to grow into being a basketball player yeah. or a hockey player. It's just <laughs> yeah. the way that it was going to be. Right. Yeah. And, um, so I always found interest in sports such as like powerlifting, uh, wrestling, like stuff that was always by weight class. Um, hmm. but I really had, uh, really kind of excelled in wrestling at a provincial level. And, uh, and I knew that it was kind of something I want to take seriously. Um, so I'm from the Western end of Prince Edward Island. So, uh, I don't know how well you know like the Alberton, Tignish. Yeah, area. just a little bit north. Yeah, Tignish actually. So just oh, okay, north cool. Alberton. Um, that's where I grew up. Um, but our Canada Games wrestling team trained out of Charlottetown, so that was about like two hour drive from my place. Um, but I really owe a lot to my parents, um, and I still always, mm. you know, bring this up because uh, um, I'm thankful so much. Because for two years solid, man, I was I would go to high school and. Uh, when I was in grade 10 and 11, I would go to class until 3 p.m. And then my folks or there's another guy I trained with, two of us from our high school, our parents would rotate. And they pick us up at high school, drive us down to Charlottetown at 3.30, and we get to Colonel Gray, and we would do a two-hour practice and then drive two hours home five, yes. days, five days of the week. 
Um, so we were, we were on the road for four hours just to train for two, um, six <laughs> days a week just to prep for that Canada Games. And, like, that was just the provincial team where we trained in Charlottetown. And it was just like, you want to be a part of it, you got to do it. But uh, so I was kind of forced to quit hockey at a young age. Um, but <clears throat> you know what? It was it was something I liked a lot as a kid. And my dad was a hockey player. My sister's a great hockey player. So it's like it's in our family, right? But mm-hmm. I was just – like I said, just being a smaller dude and just like and realizing that I was still athletic, I just wanted to find something that yeah. my body really could suit. Um, so I immediately fell in love with wrestling and started competing. And I love competing, man. And then, uh, so that's kind of where it kind of started for me. And then uh, obviously you start getting into you start meeting people. This was um, I I wrestled the Canada Games in 2013. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. I'm I'm eight 20, years. I'm 23 now, and so I would have been. Yeah, I would have been eight years ago. So I would have been, how good is my math here? I would have been like 16, basically. Yeah. I think I was 16 when I went to the Canada Games. And uh, so that was wow. a way different time in my life. And uh, But if I think back, you know, it's 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 weird. And I was just having this conversation the other day with my buddy Lucas Donovan um, from Summerside Martial Arts Academy. Mm-hmm. I just stopped in for for uh, open mat the other day to train nice. with because there's so many of my great buddies that train there. And it's funny because a lot of us date back to our old wrestling days. Like there'd be like six or seven guys in that room that we were all in the same, like we all trained Beautiful. wrestling together when we were in high school. And now everybody's still doing MMA, doing jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. And it's really Phenomenal. cool to see how how we all step with it since we were all like these 15 16 yeah. year old kids building yeah. blocks totally right? man. yeah like, you bet. that's the thing because you you see so much of that but off it's like you said you see so much of that hockey but it's cool when you see people like do those kind of sports and stick with it and i love that like i'm 40 man and i love like I'm like mcgrath or we talk about it a lot like not so much matt and i but you know the younger generations coming up are so good and so talented and it's just a awesome to watch and see people like just kind of excelling at the highest level who are so young man totally and i think it's awesome now because uh the more the mma and jiu-jitsu and muay thai has become more mainstream of a sport you see you'll see these exceptional athletes start at a young age it's not just like mm-hmm. it's a typical canadian thing to do is like put your kids in hockey right yeah. but uh <clears throat> starting to see it more is like these exceptional athletes are starting to do jiu-jitsu at a young mm-hmm. age or getting in MMA at a young age and then they're going to really excel. And I think that's why like the sport's growing so much. But like, mm-hmm. I think back to like when I first started learning jiu-jitsu a little bit, when I was probably like 2012, 2013, like we'd have like, you know, uh, back in the day, a couple MMA fighters that were like, yeah. come in, they'd show us some nogi chokes. Uh, our old <laughs> coach called Badfield. He kind of liked, like, oh, yeah, he loved jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And he, uh, he would show us like, you know, on Fridays, we do a little bit of nogi grappling whenever we didn't have any wrestling tournaments coming up. So he'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, let's learn some submissions. But like there was only like one jiu-jitsu club on the whole island there yeah. then. Right. And like um, and I lived away for the last like four years. So um, I had to move back with the pandemic and and uh, and I started like searching for places to train. And literally there was like six jiu-jitsu gyms yeah. on PEI now. And it's like. Ooh, uh- how much has that changed in four years just since I've left, which is awesome to see how much yeah. that sport is growing, right? Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That's the beauty of it because you, you have all these coaches and opening these places and teaching this and just every night people are in there grinding and it's just that umbrella effect. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and that snowball is just going to – I love it, man. 
and everybody's doing great over there. It seems like, you know, everybody's kind of staying open and it looks like the numbers are, are somewhat uh, great everywhere. So I love yeah. seeing it. Sago's doing his thing down there and uh, Summerside, they're a great group and you guys, totally. it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I How's gotta say that often. We're like, we're fortunate to like live where we do. And, and I say that often is because like um, being a guy who lived in Calgary for the last few years of my life, like, um, a little bit about my jiu-jitsu journey like after after i transitioned from wrestling after high school i, I mm -hmm. started training at wolf run mma in charlottetown yeah. this yeah. was back in like 2015 so this was in like matt and sago before they all had their own gyms everyone, everyone was kind of back there back um at the club then and i was at the time only 18 and i was like i want to be an mma fighter this is before like i had any kind of success with music or anything it's just like i just want to grind yeah. i was in college and i was training with those boys and uh i think back to like those days and it's crazy um how much it's changed but then i started there and i competed a little bit as like a white belt but i was always just wrestling people at competitions yeah. which <laughs> yeah. is like man like i'll tell you a story like i remember uh, i think we were over in st john new brunswick uh, mm -hmm. i think it was like an mxt tournament back in like 2016 and i was a lot smaller than like i'm like you know I'll be like 138 139 now but but i was a solid like i walked around like 122 pounds back then because i competed at like 110 for wrestling right yeah, yeah. So i was never a super solid dude and uh i went to my first jiu-jitsu competition and it was i was just a white belt and i barely ever wore a gi before yeah. um, so it's very new to me um but that at the time, I haven't competed in the East Coast since, but they had the 150 and below, 151 mm -hmm. to 175, 175, yeah, 200, just four brackets. That's yeah. all there was for yeah. each weight class, right? So I was in the 150 and below, and then I won that division, and then it was like they're doing the absolute division. Mm -hmm. This is my very first, and like literally oh, the only reason I won it was because I could wrestle people. I would just I get the takedown, have a good top control, and yeah. and uh, and I just do stuff like that, and that uh, and I got still, the hey, absolute. Man, yeah, it was just, it was back. This is my first competition, right? I didn't know anything what an absolute division was. And I remember they're like, Yeah, you're going to, I think it was, uh, I think Sean Wallace was coaching at that thing. He's like, Yeah, bro, you're going to have to go in the absolute. And I was like, <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. So then I had to go against the guy, the weight class above. Yeah. And I, and I won that match. And then I had to fight for the absolute gold. And I nice. was against a guy who was probably like 260 pounds. I don't remember who the guy ever was, and I, I've never seen him around again. Um, but, man, he mangled me. I could not do nothing. <laughs> it was like he literally probably had double my weight on me. And, and it was just funny to look back at those days. Like, I didn't even know about an absolute. I thought that was awesome. But it was like a <laughs> David versus Goliath thing back in the day. And I was trying to wrestle him. But, man, he had like tree trunk legs. And but I look back, story, and that was though. probably in like 2015. So I was really small back then, man. So – so, uh, so I started doing jujitsu back then and that was just like, I always thought that was a funny story. And, and then, uh, but then after that, I moved to Calgary and I wanted to continue training, which is where I met a guy named Fer uh, Farron Sinics. Have you ever heard of him before? Farron Sinics, no. He's originally from Newfoundland and, uh, he's, he's a black belt in Alliance BJJ. And, okay. uh, so I met him in Calgary and he's like, I walked in the gym and he's like, how's she going by? And I was nah. like, Whoa, this guy's a newfie. Right. And uh, I did not expect that. I was just searching some jujitsu yeah. gyms. And, uh, <clears throat> so I walk in there Crazy. and then, and then I meet, I meet two other guys from Nova Scotia. So Ryan Smith and, and, and Brad, Brad and Brad yeah. were there and, and we we're all at the same gym and there was, they were just starting the gym. And, um, and I was like, you know, I've been trained a bit before them, before I moved to Calgary. So we all just kind of were like the original crew when the gym had started. And, oh, and, nice. uh, 
it was that point that I like really like fell in love with like using a gi and stuff. And, and like, I was never really a lover of gi, but then mm -hmm. like, I remember like the first time Ryan had showed me the Delhiva and I was like, Whoa, this guard is so different. I was like, what are you doing to me, man? And like, <laughs> it's crazy how much it's transitioned into like <clears throat> a new kind of like obsession for me, especially in the pandemic. So like, nice. like I said, we're fortunate to be where we are because I hear my buddies out at the gym in Calgary mm. and, they haven't been able to train for like a year, man. And I feel for them because, and we're fortunate here that I've been like with music slowing down, jujitsu has kind of become like one of my, I'm still obviously doing my work required and stuff yep. and, and doing stuff that I need to do to keep my music pumping. But, but like jujitsu has become like a big obsession of mine, like to the point where I have a grappling dummy and I'll, and I'll practice techniques during nice. the days. Like just, Good. just because I don't get enough training at nighttime. Yeah. It's like, cause I have all this free time and, um, and unfortunate, like I, I look back at that move back from Calgary and I'm like, you know, I was there for four years. Um, I live in Calgary for four years and, and whenever it happened, I was like, I should just come home and be with my family at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd left and, and I look back now and I'm like, man, like I've just trained solid the last year and, and the guys out there, like I feel for them because they, yeah. they're not able to. And, and I look back and I'm like how much I've grown in a year. And the I'm just like, just... <laughs> it's unreal. Like if, yeah. if you, like I can't get over how much, if I really set my mind to it, this year has just been like an incredible year for growth for me. I'm really like, awesome, dude. Really I love had that. A great year. Yeah. It's been that's awesome. great to hear. And the thing, that's the beauty of this. I, I will say, man, like, like for a regular person to watch an MMA fight, they think it's a fight. But if you really actually, this is why I love doing this podcast and I love talking to different people. Like the, it's the lost art talking to people. If people spoke to one another a lot more, a lot of people would understand a lot more. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. So you look at people like yourself who break things down, who are very smart and very creative and very hardworking. That's a terrible, terrible scenario for anybody fighting you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? People who get obsessed with this sport in a really really and then they get in there at the highest level it's a beautiful thing to watch man we, i love it even touching on that i'll even say like fighting or doing anything in life man i i, I say this often in, in radio interviews but i owe a lot to like i said colin banfield nick cummins and colin mcdonald who were my three coaches back in the day um colin's a wonderful guy yeah well like those coaches man there's something that they like are there was something special about our canada games team that year and like i'm still very close with some of my like some of like nice. my best friends are from that team, but there's something that they put in us as kids that I don't even like, as far as jiu-jitsu training, obviously it helps me. It helps me with my mentality, like being obsessed yep. with getting better, but it's helped me so much tremendously through my music career. And I, I always, like I've been, I've said this in so many interviews because like, <clears throat> like sure. It's like, you know, yeah, you're going to fight someone, but also the opposite way. I'm basically competing against all these other artists. I love them. They're friends, yeah. but I'm a grinder and I've kind of become known for that. But the thing is, I really think it goes back to my work ethic because I was mm -hmm. an individual sport as a kid. I was never, uh, I was never in a team sport where I had to like other people to help me get along the way. I always had to put the work in by myself and those guys worked us hard back then. And that's why we could like from a small province, like PEI, yeah. we were like doing well nationally. Right. And, uh, I often like give a lot of like credit to my success for my career because the mindset that I've had from wrestling, from martial arts, that if you don't put the work in, someone's going to be better yeah. than you. And, and when it comes to like, when it came to build my social media following to writing songs, to meeting people, like I would go out every day, the next week to every event I could to shake as many hands, to meet as many yeah. people, follow up, do whatever I could because I want to be successful in my career. And it was that mindset. I really think from the Canada games days that like, 
I still have, and, and I can see it coming back in me through jujitsu now because I'm nice. really getting, like I said, really getting into it again. And, um, but I really think that mindset is something that like, I hope one day when I have kids that maybe they will be martial arts because it's the mm-hmm. mindset of being an individual sport, I think is, like I said, transitioned so well for me in my career, in my personal life too, but in my career and then also in my athletic career. Yeah, it's so true, man. Like that feeling of, and like I started martial arts at, at like 29, 20, no, sort of 20, uh, more 27, 28. So I was yeah. late. So uh, uh, being a kid to be, to be able to, like I try to explain it to people in jujitsu or wrestling or, or fighting another human being that, like that. The thing about is jujitsu and grappling is, is there's another human being at all times who moves a totally different way than you trying to kill you in a good way you know yeah, yeah, like try exactly. like so it's like that it's a human chess match right like it's always evolving and and it's a it's a beautiful thing man and it really teaches you like martial arts really teaches you that overcome like you're in a deep choke or you're whatever or you're sitting maybe you'll look at it all the time people fighting they're getting on the ground they're mounted and they're, they're someone's landing elbows they're shrimping out and, they're, and they get out right Absolutely. it's that adversity you build and build and build and, and grow and it's true man and, and especially how's that relating for you right now like we talked about you moved home from alberta you're back in uh, canada's favorite island and happy to be there uh how's that kind of i guess you know, with right now in Halifax, you know, they put a kind of circuit breaker on yesterday and myself and there's a lot of other people just kind of struggling right now with the trying to stay like kind of motivated, I guess. How's it been for you? For me, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been live shows. Um, Having that taken away has kind of been like, Mm. obviously not, not even the financial side, but just the straight up it's like they say like playing a live show to thousands of people is like it's addicting as some hard drugs like that rush you get and uh and we were just starting to hit a really big stride when COVID had hit you know like i only started releasing my first music just over two years ago and like we'd already had two number ones in itunes some success at radio getting some big playlist ads and festivals and and everything just came crashing down. But last summer was our big summer where we had a lot of big shows. Um, I was supposed to be living in Nashville at the time, flying up every weekend for like, there were shows in Ontario, some in BC, some at Stampede, some in PEI, like every weekend I was just going to be flying wow. and it's just stripped. So it's like, <clears throat> at first it was a hard adjustment for me. And um, I, I know you follow my social media and you've seen like, I just recently yeah. posted, I, I'd taken eight months. I, I released a single we had in the can and I was like, I'm going to take eight months and just take a break from being an artist because i was i was in a good space um i was in a good space in a way though because i i left right out of high school basically like i was only here for three months after high school and i went to alberta for music and um so i was home living with like my buddies and we're we rented a spot we're just like having fun i was doing kind of stuff that i never had an option to do because i was always like out i was always in the road on the weekends i never really had like literally i'd never just go out on weekends for beers with my buddies because we were always playing shows right so so I kind of just made the most of it. And I, like I said, I got really into training. Like I'm training six days a week now, nonstop. Um, and really getting closer with my family and stuff like that. And nice. just enjoying the time home, which has been, I guess I'm trying to like see the positive in it. And mm. I think that's like, 
part of part of that mindset too. It's like I'm trying to like be like, well, I can't do this, so I'm going to excel somewhere else. You know, um, that's so a great like mindset. If, if I like injured something, well, maybe you know, if I injured my broke my arm, well, I'll train legs for a whole month if I have to, just so I can excel. Maybe get rid of these little chicken legs I got. Right. So it's like, <laughs> but that's how you've got to where you are already at such a young age, like being successful. Like there's no like there's no roadblock. It's okay. I go here now. I go left, right, and I figure it out and what you got to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I I've write songs before, but I hit like a whole never level with that this year too. It's like I moved home and I'm like, well, I don't got shows. So I'm going to start writing songs. And I've like written over a hundred songs in the last six months, like ver- wow. via Skype. Cause I'm like, everybody's writing on Skype now. And I've been setting mm-hmm. up meetings every day. So like my like daily routine schedule, like I'll get up and I'll just like get up, do my morning routine. And then I'm on Skype for three hours and then I'll make a meal. Then I'm off the train for three hours. Like that's like uh, how nice. my day usually rotates and I get my other stuff and meet social media and stuff done in between. But those are like what I, my two main focuses in life. And one thing like I've loved about my martial arts career, like, or not career, but like just like my martial arts history is like how much a gym like just welcomes me to like when I was um, having my first bit of success when I was at Alliance in Calgary and mm-hmm. Like the guys that they just like, obviously they were just like teammates of mine and we we're all real good friends. And we, we became like a family there, obviously, obviously like I am at law 36 now too, but, yeah. but everyone's like, it was, it was weird, man. Like not weird, but it was weird how supportive they were. I couldn't get over that too. It's like, people don't, you know, <clears throat> I recently had a buddy come in with me to try, uh, try out MMA for the first nice. time as an athlete. And it's like, it's, it's intimidating to walk into an MMA mm-hmm. gym for your first time. I've been fortunate because I've known a lot of people. So I usually know one person in a gym. So if I'm in a town, I'm like, oh, this guy trains. I'll hit him up and go train there. But yeah. if you don't know anybody, it's intimidating to walk into a gym, yeah, right? Definitely. So, I, I still get intimidated. I'm black belt, man. Like, you right? know, and it's, it's just it's like you don't like, know anybody, right? Yeah. So it's just been like um, when I was out there, I, I met the guys and we became like family. And then I started releasing songs. And my first song, like, I really think a lot of the success with that was because my gym, like my, my professor Farron, he had like the whole gym pre-order the, like he was getting everybody while we were on the mat. Like after we bowed out, he's like, Hey guys, go get your phones before you go home and pre-order Ben's song. And like, everyone was getting their families to do it. Like they all backed me so much on that release. Mm. And they were just like, so supportive. And I, I look back, that was my first ever song. And then like, the next day we were rolling on the mats. Meanwhile, my song was number one on iTunes charts. And we're just like, How cool is that? it was just like a cool, you know, and they've always been family. Just like, just like I have, like, I don't know. I just find that the gyms I've made such great friendships and, and I uh, even like lot 36. Now I've been there for about a year nonstop. And like, I, I still say that's been one of my favorite places I've ever trained. I think it's part of like, islanders you know just how friendly islanders are just in general mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of great um really great athletes there but it's just like how kind the people are there it's just like a big yeah. family right so it's yeah. it's it's cool to see how much that transitions and people just are like so supportive you like i said it, it can be intimidating to walk into one of those gyms but when you become when you become part of that gym they really become like family and i love that it's just like just like joining a band of music in my eyes you know well that's interesting that you say that because like that's one thing that really interests me i'm, I'm a big fan of people who do things well because i don't do well under pressure that's a thing that's a fault of not a fault of mine it's just a thing that i don't do well i shouldn't say i don't do well under pressure because i produce these shows and they obviously i will say they go well but when it comes to like competing and like kind of like i could never get in front of a live audience like that and you said like the rush is there a rush like is it is it similar in any way competing versus being in front of a live audience i think so um i 
and like the thing is now it, it was kind of the opposite with me. I started wrestling, um, but before I was wrestling, I was always an entertainer. So this, I never had that. Like a lot of people at their first tournament might choke when their parents are there. There's lots of yeah. people watching them on the mat. I was lucky. I never really had that because I was used to like performing in front of people. Um, <clears throat> so that's one thing I think may actually play to my favor the opposite way. Cause at like three years old, my grandfather had me on stage performing in front of like, you know, yeah. not like thousands of people, but like it's significant crowds learning and playing. And I was very comfortable on a stage. So like very then when cool. I started wrestling, I was never really nervous in front of people or competitions. I never really, the crowd never was an issue for me. So I think that now I think I never really thought of it that way, but maybe that's kind of, Maybe why I had some success, who knows? <laughs> well, that that's the thing. Like it's it's a beautiful thing to watch somebody who's really comfortable out there. It, because you look at you talk about fighters too. Like when you look at fighters who are out there, like they went through this grueling training camp, sometimes two in a row, and now they're opportunity to fight. Like they're happy. Yeah. This or is you can see like right now going on in the UFC, like there'll be all the guys with like they're just not competing near as well without fans. Like someone like no. Tony Ferguson, like he's always been one of my favorite fighters, and it's like I know maybe maybe he's hitting like a slump on his career, but like in my opinion, you know, he's one of those guys that just gets amped up by the yeah. crowd. Or like McGregor, for example, either, you know, they yeah. have that energy. And like some people, some people the crowd can, you know, obviously I can't imagine like how many people on their first fight, you know, will gas because you know, you hear that all the time because they get so caught up in the thrill. But imagine without a crowd, like how different that could be. Like a crowd has mm -hmm. such a factor, right? I think for sure. That's really interesting. Cause I, that's two guys, you know, obviously they've struggled since and I never really kind of thought about that, you know? And one new thing I do think about is the athletes who they've been signed to this major promotion and they've now only fought without fans. And then as yeah. soon as the fans come back, how are they going to relate now that they're yeah, imagine if they were fighting this Saturday, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a big, big fight. I'm, uh, it's It's amazing that dude, you know, we're North America and how different the two countries are. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, even like Nashville right now, like, um, it's very, you know, very open gigs are open till 3am and everyone's like, why aren't you going back yet? I'm like, well, if I, it, right now our visas aren't essential. So if I go, when I come back, I got to like do this $2,000 and it's just like, I'm not like one of those guys. It's like, you know, Andy bars. Like, I'm just like, I just don't want to go do that and, and spend the money to come back. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the more time home. And then <clears throat> hopefully, you know, obviously we're a little bit behind on the vaccination here in Canada. So mm -hmm. I think that plays a big factor because most people I know in the States are vaccinated and they're ahead right now. So hopefully yeah. we get to that level by the summer and, and things start looking more up for us, you know, when we get more of that stuff for sure. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like it's hard to justify. Like I'm, I'm sitting here in beautiful PEI. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's like going into the war zone, you know, <laughs> to be it's honest, like, like, yeah. Like people ask like, how's COVID out there? I'm like, well, Honestly, it's not bad. Like life can be a bit normal. It kind of feels a bit normal, but it's like we're in like this nice prison. Like we can't leave the island. <laughs> so it's kind of like a win. You know, it's like you're literally just on this like prison island. You can do whatever you want. You have a lot, like obviously there's some restrictions, but like, but you just can't leave. So it's like <clears throat> trying to make the most of it. Um, yeah. I have a ton of fun. Um, I got like like I said, just a lot of family time in. Um, and like one for you to watch is, uh, my first cousin, Maria Clinton. She's, uh, our moms are sisters I've heard, and, I've heard. and we, uh, we train, you know, she reached out to me at the first of the pandemic and I'll put a good name in for her anywhere because, uh, she reached out to me and she was another person who there's been so many times where somebody wants to go, um, to an MMA gym and like, I'll be like, well, come with me. Cause you, you may not know anybody. You'll feel more comfortable. Right. Yeah. So she reached out. Um, she is a great athlete and hockey player her whole life. And she's like, I, I really like MMA. I've been watching UFC. I love to try nice. it. 
and uh, reached out when I was home during the pandemic. So we started training like, and, uh, and we just been like training on. So we became like closer because we're training all the time, became like right. training partners, but like, it's cool for me too, even just to see like, like we were chatting how like some athletes, like they can come in, just come into it and just like yep. be naturals at it. And, and uh, it's just been cool. Like the bond with family like that, but also like, you know, hopefully I'm still around for her first fight. Cause I love to be in her corner, you know, yeah. it'd be awesome because I, yeah. but I think like, it's just been cool just to be around, have more time with family and friends like that. And, uh, and just like, you know, get that bonding time. I never really have with like my, my parents. I have a niece and a nephew here on the Island and nice. I, I was Wonderful. gone since I was 18. So I'm like, you know what? I'm making as much as I can just trying to stay positive. It's hard yeah. to stay motivated, but you know what? It's like, we gotta be grateful for where we are, I guess. And just try, I just try to find different things and motivate me every day. And when that gets old, I'll find something else. Yeah. Well said, man. That's, I love the very, very uh, good head on your shoulders for uh, a young age, man. Uh, I think that's again, like why you're very successful. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, that's it. You can only kind of focus on what you can control at the end of the day and, yeah. you know, just kind of be appreciative of where we are for sure. And it's, uh, Oh, learn to perform with my punchy face. Yes, there is definitely. Something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. But well, I don't want to hold you up. Just got a couple last couple questions here for you, Ben. Sure. Um, for for you, the importance of the East Coast, like what do like you know? It's, it's some people think it's tacky. Some people mm -hmm. think it's cliche or whatever. But to me, again, like we're out here in the East Coast of Canada. What's it mean to you to to be from here versus somewhere else? I know it's a hard question, but uh, what I'll use one word and I, I use grounding. I think that's the biggest thing, man. It's like grounding for me is when I come out here. I, I um I was like like there was a point in my life about like two years ago where I was really struggling with like my mental health and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm very open. I talk, I talk about that yeah. a lot and I've overcame it a lot. And and I spent my year before the pandemic really working on myself. And I was just kind of, I spent the year working on myself and learning how to live with that and just overcome those things too. Cause those are battles, you know, sometimes those battles are harder than yeah. rolling with some crazy guys. I'm going through one right now, right? man. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and we were all dealing with stuff like that and everybody goes through it. And, and, uh, and after a year, then, then having to come here and readjust and then do another year of self growth. It's like, I think I've grown even more than I, in this last year is it is like learning about myself and learning like just uh, how to be content and happy with like where I am in life. Cause it's like, my dream is to be in Nashville is to be, you know, try to be making yeah. this career happen and happen. But I'm like, <clears throat> I can't do that right now. And I'm like, I've done a lot of like soul searching, I guess is what I would say. And being in the East coast has really helped me because I'm soul searching where I'm grounded. So it's like having my family and stuff around, like I'm, they're all in my mind at all times when I'm making these decisions, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, I find it really, really, it's like just being around is like Big the help. best part about being in the East coast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I worked on cruise ships. So I, I kind of took off. I went to school in San Francisco and then I worked on cruise ships until I was like 26 so I kind of, okay. I was away and I have two nieces who I was, they were born here and I was away forever. And then when I finally moved back home to little Picton, Nova Scotia is where I'm from. It, it just, it's like you say, it's, it's that grounding, like being around just easy. There's something about it. It just like makes the, the stress go away. So it's, and I'm also, you know, I, I think that it's important, like you say, the soul searching because like right now, you know, we can't put on fights and you and I have spoke about this, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. And, yeah. There's so many outside factors and frustrations, but like here I am, we're going to have, like, I'm going to have a stroke trying to worry about putting on fights. And like at the end of the day, you just have to sit down and, and like 
be like, it's like, it's hard to keep adjusting and adapting and like things you can do this and you can't do this. And it's hard just like being like, Hey, I planned this and then I can't, now I got to do this. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But <clears throat> you know, it's exactly like you said, man, you got to be lucky and thankful and what over there, you guys are still open, right? The clubs are allowed to, everything's good. Right? Yeah. It's, are. it's pretty open. Um, but like I said, like with the bubble being canceled now, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, all trending down, like not down, but like just with bad numbers lately. Close, <clears throat> We're not. Um, so yeah. that's a good thing. Tonight, it's the only pro thing about being on the island. Like I said, it's like our own little prison here, you know, yeah. like. We're on an island, so it makes it a bit better. But um, but everyone's I noticed I, you can tell it's in like with the recents in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, you can tell it's like it's in the back of everyone's mind around here. So like even myself today, I was being just a little bit more cautious than I have been the last few weeks, just being out because you can just kind of feel it in the air because we're all so connected, right? Yeah, it's so, so interesting you say that because like I was out, uh, I I got off work this morning and drove home and I stopped at the grocery store and it's exact, it's a weird air in the. Like there's a feeling in the air again. It's almost like when the started, when everybody was worried and running out and buying the toilet paper yeah. and everything. It's just like a weird kind of thing. But absolutely, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Final question for you, man. Sure. Uh, again, I want to thank you very much for doing this, taking the time out of your day to, to join us, and hopefully we get a chance to get a roll in and, and yeah, meet totally sometime. Not. And this hopefully this summer, I can, like I said, I can get over there and uh, and get some training, but. Advice for young kids. Uh, you know, we heard your story, and if anybody hasn't been to Tignish, the home of uh, uh, Mr. Stomp and Tom Connors himself, yeah. um, to a beautiful little town, super small little place, and here you are, you know, number one single on iTunes and, and just a, a wonderful role model. How do, how do kids who are struggling right now or even not struggling and want to be like you, how do they get there? I think it's, it's, all, I think it's that mindset, man, and <clears throat> I think it's just the – you, you know, you can't sit around and like, and, and that's one thing I, like I said, learn from our arts is like, things aren't going to happen unless you make them happen. If, if, if yeah. you dream to be an actor, you're going to have to move to Hollywood. Like you got it. You know, it's, it's, I, those are one of the hardest parts for me in a small town. And I still see it. Like a lot of my friends, you know, they're settled down there. Some married now and have kids like at my age, like that's, that's their life. And that's what they've yeah. always wanted. But if a kid, like if you're somewhere, someone that like strives for something more, you got to do it and it's tough, but like, it's so rewarding. I can't get over like how rewarding the last four years have been for me. And then now like I can just picture the next five because I have, I have like a clear vision of where I want to go. And, and it's just because it's just like, it's just like chase the dream because um, I seen this, I seen this thing the other day I've been telling people lately and uh, it really hit me hard and it, it kind of motivated me actually. I scrolled through, scrolling through TikTok the other day and this guy said, you got two people to please in your life. And he said, it may not, you may, may not be the people you think. And I said, if you, if you're on your dying bed and you look back and you made eight year old, you and 80 year old, you happy, you done good. So I think about that. And I think about when I little eight me eight year old me was singing on stage. And I think when I'm 80, I want to look back and be like, man, I had so much experiences and, and you know, like, there's going to be stress and there's going to be tough times, but I want to, I want to make that 80 year old me look back with tons of stories that I can maybe be an old man coming on podcasts and telling lots of good stories yeah. and stuff like that one day because of all the life experiences. So that's like one thing I think is just, man, just try to make future you proud. Awesome. That's a, that's a great line, man. Make the future you proud. That's a, a future song. Mr. Yeah, it might be. Maybe I'll write it today. Who knows? <laughs> Where can everybody find your music and, uh, and obviously just kind of stay up to date with you on social media? 
Yeah, man, for sure. So like uh, my Instagram is Ben Chase. I stay super active on there. Um, like I said, I took a while off, but I'm, I'm back. I have a brand new single dropping next Friday. So I've been like so busy getting ready to promote that. I'm going to Canadian radio um, the following Monday and, uh, and a whole new EP, which is going to drop. I won't say the date because I'm not supposed to yet, yeah, but yeah, um, okay. it's going to drop potentially before the summer so um i've been so Fantastic. busy getting ready for the single so it's actually i was today i was working at that all day so it's nice to take a break and just chat with you too but uh but um yeah i got a new single drop next friday out and uh i think uh there would be some it would be spun in halifax and stuff like that and around nova scotia um nice. we honestly we had a we had a full atlantic bubble tour booked for the month of june and that's not looking too promising right now but Fingers um crossed, man fingers crossed because I really want to get out. Um, we'll be in Halifax and Churro and Sydney, Cape Breton and stuff like that. Nice. Um, sure. They're all, they're not canceled. They're just postponed for now. So we're going to rebook it. Um, and, uh, and I'll be around Atlantic Canada. Nice. Huge. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, keep doing your thing. Keep leading, uh, and, uh, motivating this conversation actually has been really motivating for me too. Um, you know, a lot of times before I do these podcasts, sometimes I, I get, my anxiety goes up and like, it's just a weird thing for me. You know, you're putting yourself out there. So sometimes I'm, you know, and I'm not in the best headspace right now. So this was really motivating for me. And I really appreciate you taking the time for coming on here and uh, spitting some gospel with me, man. Yeah, totally, man. And uh, good luck to you. Well, I guess not good luck, but uh, we're keeping you Nova Scotians in mind here. Hopefully you guys can get this figured out and get back to train. Are you guys able to train right now or no? No, not, they're not just, the well, few weeks, in Halifax, everybody else outside Halifax is, but Halifax right is in the circuit breaker. So, right. no, which it's needed. Hey, at the end of the yeah, day, if they yeah, can do this. Yeah, we've got a circuit breaker here too, and it had to pass. I remember it kind of sucked. We had to do a couple of weeks without training, but hey, yeah. it'll all it'll all fix itself. And uh, yeah, so yeah. we'll think about you guys. And uh, if any Islanders are listening too, make sure you stop in and and train with us at Lot Thirty Six. I can't I can't uh, say enough good things about Matt and Melanie. They do such Wonderful a great job people. running that gym, and uh, it's a uh, it's been a great. Um, I'll probably be here for another few months, so. Uh, Stop in and meet me too if you want to train. Well, I'd love nice. to like to uh, introduce some more people to the sport. If you're a person that needs some like kind of self motivation too, or you may even be a musician, I tell a lot of my musician friends do jujitsu or do muay thai or stuff like that. I think it it just helps the mindset so much. So, and if you're if you're one of those people that are nervous to walk into a gym, DM me on Instagram and I'll pick you up. And you can come nice. with me. Love that, man. That's that's it. Be kind, you know. Pass it, pass it on, and pay it forward, man. And those are absolutely. wonderful people you're you're around. Keep and please yeah, say hello to Matt forward, for me. Man. Yeah, absolutely, I will. Give him a nice double leg for me. All right, I'll try my best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us, and uh, get out there and uh, give him a follow on social media, folks. Ben Chase, lots of love, brother. All right, see you, man. Thanks. That was a fantastic chat. It's always nice uh, catching up with people who are you know super motivating um and just kind of you know i don't smile too often but that that was a really great conversation made me smile and it's it's wonderful to see people be successful and uh doing what they are, are doing here on the east coast and a really big future for that guy so make sure you get out there follow him on social media ben chase his music's all over ev everywhere and uh only getting bigger so a big proud uh prince edward islander super happy to have him on and a big martial artist so Anyway, folks, again, thanks to our sponsors at Beat It Sport, uh, beatitcanada.ca, over 400 milligrams of nitrates in every single shot. Very, very good for the heart. Good pre-workout, mid-workout, after-workout. It's delicious. Get it India, folks. Head over to our site as well, and thank you to all the frontline workers doing their thing. Lots of love to everybody, and we will be back uh, Sunday, I believe.
Thanks, folks. Go check out Ben. We will see you soon.